2: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
3: Coming up on 3 o'clock on the fan, Evan and Tiki. Mets get bad news. Every other team in baseball fears what the Mets have. This is the thing about Yankee fans, too. You got to get through spring training with your fingers crossed. Because when you sit there on Saturday and Sunday and you say, you know what, I'll put some spring training baseball on. It's fun. It's refreshing. It's cool. It makes you think of spring. But the truth is, you got to get out of this alive you got to get to opening day without hearing that player A is feeling tightness in his hamstring. And player B needs to shut down his bullpen session because his elbow hurts. And this is the reality for all of us as baseball fans. But we also live in a weird world, Tiki. Because right now, MLB free agency isn't over. Yeah. So if you unfortunately get hit by an injury, you've got the ability to go sign somebody. And so you'll always hear the big names, Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell. In fact, last night, there were wild rumors all over social media that the Yankees were signing Blake Snell. (laughs) That it was a done deal. (laughs) I I got a text message in our little Mets text chain from a Marty Mush saying, it's done, Blake Snell's going to be a Yankee.
4: Marty Mush.
3: And Marty Mush, unfortunately, I guess he got it wrong. Maybe he didn't get it wrong. Maybe they're going to sign him. I don't freaking know. But that was the story last night. Oh, Blake Snell's going to be
5: a Yankee. To be fair, Marty Mush, he was second on it. Jake from John Boy had it first. Jake
3: mm. said that too? Yes, talking Jake tweeted that before Marty Mush. So uh-huh. Jake had it, who I like. Marty Mush, who I'm not, fami- I'm not familiar with his work. I'm not either. He had it next, and then there was a third person who had it.
4: <laughs> yeah, some weird Yankee And it account. still hasn't happened yet. <laughs> no, it hasn't.
0: of course it hasn't happened yet. I don't think it's going to happen.
3: <laughs> so there are still free agents out there. And we went through Jordan Montgomery. I would sign him. I like Jordan Montgomery. I think he would have been a great fit for the Mets two weeks ago, let alone today with the uncertainty around Kodai Senga. But what I think the Mets could do and maybe should do is add somebody on a one-year deal to improve their depth. They think they have a lot of depth right now with McGill and Budo and Lucchese. But with Kodai Hurt and who knows who's next, you may need more depth. So I made a list of five available free agents that the Mets could sign right now to kind of put in that competition to be in the rotation. All right, let's hear it. You ready? Yep. Cinco de Evo on Evan and Tiki (laughs) on the fan. Number five. Number five is Trevor Bauer. I I know that there Mm -hmm. are people out there that want him that say, why not? He's Mm -hmm. got the biggest upside of anybody out there. Go sign Trevor Bauer. I think where the Mets are and in the met history and some of the embarrassments over the last few years to reach. I think it's risky uh not from a pitching standpoint but from a what could come out more about Trevor Bauer standpoint. Mm. Speaking of which that gets us to number 4. But <laughs> okay. well, hold on, hold on. Are <laughs> you on. aware of the
5: Bauer tweet regarding Senga? No. Bauer seems to be begging here. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, what did he say? His last tweet uh, about two hours ago, sucks to see the news about Senga. I've learned a lot watching him pitch. He's fun to study. Hope he's back soon. Oh, so you think that was a beg? Uh. I think it. Think it's a tweet to show the Mets, hey, look, here's a nice mature tweet for me. I'm a mature change person. Please sign me. No, you know <laughs> uh, what that uh, is? Uh, that
3: uh. That is a beg because here's what this is like, okay? There's a guy and a girl, you're kind of friends with both of them, Mm -hmm. but she's hot, man, and you've been thinking about her for a long time, but (laughs) hey, it's, you know, you know the guy, can't do anything about it. They break up. You wait like a couple of hours, (laughs) and then you tweet, so sorry about what happened. Sorry
4: to hear about your breakup. Uh, (laughs) I'm here if you want to go to a movie, get a drink. or something, it's all good. I got a shoulder. Can lean on. It's exactly the same. <laughs> that is That's so what Trevor Bauer's doing.
3: He is so desperate. It's funny. Number four, Domingo Herman. And I know for yeah. the Yankee fans, you can make the joke. Ah, more Yankee whatever's. Mm. Domingo Herman had flashes last year. We all know he threw the most meaningless perfect game in the history of Major League Baseball. But everything about him, like it doesn't feel like Domingo Herman has fixed the demons that he's dealing history, with. History. What was that? History of Major League Baseball. It was the most meaningless perfect game in the history of baseball. Yeah.
4: History of baseball.
3: Yeah, correct. Can you name a perfect game more meaningless? Uh, no. Exactly. I, mean, I, don't, Thank I just you. don't know all the perfect games. There's only been 22 of them or 23 of them. And this one was the most meaningless perfect game in the history of baseball. Yeah. Hmm. And forgettable because it wasn't at Yankee Stadium. Forgettable. It was 2 o'clock in the morning. It was Domingo yeah. Herman. It ended badly with the Yankees. We the were season was good. Yeah. yeah, no. Nobody so-
4: actually saw it.
3: Yeah, I think with Bauer and Hermann, for obviously different reasons, but both scary reasons, those are two guys I would stay away from. More for the the off-the-field stuff than it would be what they could potentially give you to your rotation. Is this Cinco to Evo, (laughs) the five that you want? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm working my way up. It goes from five to one. Okay, are, are the but list
4: but anybody <laughs> I <laughs> I Number four, number five are like, yeah, I don't really want them, but I can't think of anybody else. You know, no, no.
3: <laughs> I, the, I, that's a great question. I brought the names up because I respect that there are a lot of people in the audience that do. Uh, and so I put them out there as I know they exist. I know a lot of people out there may
4: want these guys. I'm just telling you, I don't want right. those guys. Can we tag? Can we change the intro? Convoluted Cinco <laughs> <now>. number three. <laughs> Mike Clevenger. Mike Clevenger.
3: He's mm. 32 years old. Pitched to a high three ERA last year. Mm. Probably has the most potential besides Bauer of anybody in this group. Get him on a short one year deal. A lot to prove. Mm. Mike Clevenger would be an interesting fit. Yeah. Bicep. Number two. You don't know, like
4: it? But you had a big bicep injury last year, right? Dude,
3: anybody who's available after the top two, there's going to be issues okay. with them. A fit right in. Jake yeah, Odorizzi, another guy who's been uh, bouncing around Major League Baseball, 34 years old, pitched to a mid-four ERA last year. Look, he fits right in as a guy that you can kind of plug in, make a couple of starts, see what he's got. Sounds like a Met already. He
5: fits the Mets perfectly. I can't tell if he's listing the Somerset Patriot or Long Island Duck rotation <laughs> or this is a want list.
3: These are guys that are out there. I would I, The number one guy I'm... He's my number one guy. Number one. Michael Lorenzen. And here's why I like Michael Lorenzen. Not only could he be in the rotation, but he's relieved before. So if the Mets get healthy, if some of the younger arms deliver, if Tyler McGill's new American spork ball is amazing, then Michael Lorenzen helps you out of the bullpen. So it's double duty. It helps me now. It may help me in the future. And those are the five cheap
4: one-year options that the Mets could add with Kodai Sanga Hurt. You don't like any of those options, I do mean, you? I'm just looking at Lorenzen's injury history. Yeah. He's got a lot of missed days. I mean, a just, lot of missed days. If a guy is going to be two of them for 107 and one for 68 with a shoulder issue. Just remember this, i I'm just saying. If if it was a, two years ago. If a guy is a free agent on February 22nd,
3: there's two qualifications they would have. He's flawed. I either flawed or, B, they're represented by Scott Boris,
4: and they're asking for too much money. Yes. That's what it comes down to. And it's not the Boris side. Oh, actually, he might be a Boris guy.
3: I forget these guys. I don't even he care who they're. He's for
4: CAA, their, right? So, yeah. I'm I don't wow. even care who their agents are.
3: <laughs> These are just the five, like, you can add them. It makes the Mets a little bit deeper. Because right now, here are their options. Their options are Tyler McGill, Joey Casey, and um, Jose Buto. Mm-hmm. Those are their options. Now, one thing about Tyler McGill, I'll say real quick. He added a, an American spork ball to his repertoire <laughs> that he learned from Kodai Senga. So mean? he added. What'd he do? What does that mean? It's like he took a spork? Kodai's a pitch spork ball? and Americanized it. How about so, that? Oh, I got it. Now, joining us right now, we have a very special guest. I'm sure it's to defend himself, but that's fine. Maybe he's going to be right about this. And that is the infamous Marty Mush of Barstool who broke the Blake Snell news that did not happen. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mush, how are you? Well, how it's all Call from mom.
0: Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
6: <laughs> <What's happening, dude?
2: laughs> so what Listen, happened? Why isn't it Blake it Stella didn't,
6: Yankee? It, I didn't break it with happening that second. Uh, it's happening. It's just the minor details. You guys got to read the tweet. The minor details aren't settled out yet, but it's happening. He ain't going anywhere but the New York Yankees. And, what's and the, all my sources are telling me
3: now, I trust your sources. They have to be impeccable. What is They're
6: the sure. what is the contract? What's it looking like? The contract is. It's looking. It's looking around five years in the in the one hundred and ten to one hundred and forty million a dollar range.
3: Wow, that's a pretty big range. Yeah. <laughs>
6: Yeah. It's, it's why I'm not I'm not all about the specifics. I'm just saying he will be a New York Yankee because I just know it. I, te- I can't give up my sources. No, but of course. I'm you. Of
4: course. That's lighter than he was asking for. Yeah. It. Now, do Yeah, you, that's the thing. It's Boris.
3: That's why. Do you think that the Yankee, because Yankee reporters came out last night to say there's been no movement, there's nothing going on. What makes you, why do you think they're being lied to? Because clearly I believe you, Mush. Why are they being lied to? See, this is why you're smart.
6: You've got to believe me. All these other guys know nothing, <laughs> nothing at all. All my sources are the right sources. And the thing is, this is what I'm telling you. Yeah. He doesn't want to go to a, a bad team. He doesn't want to go to the Angels. He wants to you go know? to the Contender. The Angels want nothing. He wants nothing to do with he, Trout is... hanging out on the beach, you know?
4: <laughs> is this about being a contender?
6: I, it's about being a contender. I think he's done being the Padres. Look, they had all the shiny, and nothing. The Yankees, he is exactly what they need. And the problem is no one trusts him. No one trusts him going d- into deep into games, all that stuff. And I think everyone's just waiting for Jordan Montgomery.
4: Yeah. All right, so let me ask you this. Did this come to you because you were fishing for it? Or did somebody just be like, ah, you know what? I want to call Marty and tell him, hey, you know what? Blake Snell's coming to the Yankees. How did did you come about this information?
6: I have a a very trustworthy face, all right? And I'm telling you, when people see me and they see this accent, they're like, oh, this guy's a moron. He's not going to – what the hell is he going to say, you know? So they're like, let me just trust this guy. And then I just tweet it. I was bored last night, and I said, you know what? This is what it is. And they're like, why did you tweet it? So when it happens – it's just make sure you credit me because I know passing won't.
3: No, no, I'm definitely crediting you. But here's here's where I'm conflicted, Mr. Mush. And we're joined by the great Marty Mush, who's reporting Blake Snell's a Yankee. They're just working out minor details. Don't worry. So, a yeah, part it could of take me, a little bit. It's gonna take some time. I get it. So, a part of me says I believe you. Like I don't know. I just I, I, you're very trustworthy. Mm-hmm. I believe you. But then the other part of me doesn't trust that how Steinbrenner <laughs> is going to pay that tax, and that is an enormous tax that he has to pay on Blake Snell. So. That's, the, 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 that's where I'm conflicted, I believe you, but I don't trust the owner of the New York Yankees to write a check for like $65 million to have Blake Snell for one year, the first year of his deal. You
6: know what I mean? I, I agree with you, and that's what everyone's saying, because the, the, the media, right? Everyone's like, to oh, call the media. They're not going to pay the luxury. This is what's going to happen, because that's why they lowballed him, and he's got no other office. So they're, gonna, they're staying at that price. Boris wants it to go up, but no one else wants it to go up. And he's going to – it's going to – time's running out. He's going to want to play this year. He's not getting any younger. He's 31, 30 years old, whatever he is. Right. He's going to have to sign that. And then 65 – oh, look at this tweet that just came up. Yankees own a house cyber confirms payroll is above $300 million and it's over the highest luxury tax. He's not ruling out any additions – of cash from bringing in Snell. So I think he's ready to pay.
3: it. He's ready. Now, mm-hmm. when you say minor details, when do you think this is done? you think it's done by the end of the week, maybe next week? Like, when are we going to basically have this be done so you get your flowers that you deserve?
6: Listen, when I say minor details, it's because I didn't listen to the rest of the stuff the source was telling because that's above my pay grade. Uh-huh. You know, so uh-huh. he was, they were saying a lot of things of, like, physicals and, like, Oh, are the angel's going to come in out of nowhere. I just said, you know what, I'm going to tweet it, and then I didn't listen. So, yeah, I see, but, but see, Marty, I the, do the, the risk of weirdly, that is if it
4: goes through the weekend, it
6: could get lost, right? Your credit yeah. could get lost. Does credit get lost? So, this is my I'm kind of just getting in the game here, you know. Well,
4: I'll tell you this, it ain't gonna be lost around here, All right? When Blake Snell's a Yankee, no, it actually you solidified it because you, you said it on air. Here. Yeah, you're, yeah good. No doubt. you're good, Marty. No, yeah, you've good. been solidified.
6: Yeah. All right, man. I appreciate it, fellas, because let me tell you, it's, I'm not even worried. I'm not sweating. It's just true. Like, I'm right. going about my day. He's in pinstripe. All
3: right. All Marty, right. we appreciate it. Keep breaking news. Thank, Thank you, you man. Marty. All
6: right. Thanks, fellas.
3: All right. There you go. Marty Mush. So I guess it's happening. Congratulations to Yankee fans. You're going to get Blake Snell. Mm-hmm. Are you excited, Sean? Yeah, I'm just curious. Do you think Stroman now doesn't pitch the home opener? <laughs>
4: <gets> home back? <laughs> it changes everything
3: now, doesn't it? <laughs> What's so crazy? And by the way, this applies to the Mets too. <laughs>
4: that's serious.
3: When you are, that's a serious issue. I know Marcus is gonna be like, "Damn it, what the hell happened? Maybe they got to push like Reddick back or something." <laughs>
5: it's official. No, I was like, <laughs> no, Congrats, but it, oh, it comes.
4: No, never mind. Something
5: the else. only thing, it comes in ties very loosely <laughs> apples and oranges to the Trevor Bauer stuff. Okay, but if you have your eyes on somebody like that, the Chiefs have signed Matt Ariza. Guy. Oh yeah, he was accused. Mm. What was it? It was bad stuff. It, but it is, turned out not to be true, it, right? Yes, yeah, and I like it, again, it's very loosely. I believe like what you want from word, Bauer. It was like
4: a gang thing,
5: right? It's horrible. All, right. all the you could look it up, but the point is, a team like the Chiefs believed that they were confident enough and that there's no problems, and they signed him.
3: If you want to have the discussion about the Mets and Bauer, well, it's very, mm. very different. I'll tell you why. First of all, he wasn't signed last year at all, so he sat out an entire season in which, at that point, his name was cleared because I think his name was cleared. Well into the Ariza. 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 It was clear he was
4: in camp, right? That
3: was two seasons ago.
4: Oh, wow. That's when he got caught. Oh,
3: that's right. He was not signed by an NFL team for an entire season. That's right. And his name had been cleared. The issue with Bauer, I want to make this very, very clear, is that there is still one lawsuit against him. So as much as Trevor Bauer says, "Hey, look, I was cleared," and I and I don't even know if that word is really appropriate that he was cleared from it. Mm-hmm. But as long as that has been settled, however you want to phrase it, right. there is still one other lawsuit that's out there.
4: So right. it's not like everything's done with Trevor Bauer. Right? It, it wasn't ever. It was just dropped. Right? It wasn't adjudicated. Was I, it? I I forgot the exact right. details, but the there's details. other
3: lawsuits against him, including one that's still out there. So I don't think it's the same because in
5: Ariza's case, it's over. Yeah, there was one lawsuit left, apparently, that got ended or dropped
3: or settled in December. So we're two months clear of that. Right, Right. and that's where it is very, very different. But one quick thing, because Mush was talking about the Yankee tax. The Mets are in the same tax boat. So I want to keep this in mind. As much as Steve Cohen spends, as much as Hal Steinbrenner spends, because obviously the Yankee and Met payrolls are enormous, they are in the Cohen tax, which means they are going to spend 100% on tax along with the salary mm-hmm. of any player they add. So if the Mets did sign Jordan Montgomery for $30 million a year, that's really $65 million. Right. Same thing with, uh, uh, with the Yankees right. and Blake Snell, which is why, you know, jokes aside... Marty's having fun, I'm very skeptical there's any chance the Yankees sign him because of the tax. Like I just can't see the Yankees, even if they got Snow for twenty five million a year, spending fifty five million for one season of Blake
4: Snell. Only if they are so all in, right? Championship all in. Which they should they, be, by the way. Which they should be. So why are you now? Doubting that that's what they're doing because I don't think they, they are. are. Well, I think they should. I'd be for, I'd celebrate it for you guys. I just don't think they are. Forgive my ignorance here because I forget how the
5: Otani thing played out, but could they backload it where that tax thing didn't matter? No,
3: because the AAV is how it's
4: judged, okay. Right. And
3: even if you backload yeah, it, the Ota- number is still Ohtani's, high.
4: Otani's cash is only two million. But for tax purposes, it's 70 It still counts. Okay, it's I 70. got lost on it's that. It's 70 for tax purposes, but it cash is only 2 So, gotcha.
3: So what the Yankees can do, and this is what Marty Mush is claiming, is that it's a long-term deal. The beauty of the long-term deal is it brings down that salary. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it won't be as high as giving them a one-year $42 million deal. But, again, ask yourself this question, whether you're a Yankee fan or you're a Met fan, do you think they're adding a guy and paying them double? <laughs> because that's what it is. Yeah. So, look, if it's true, if Marty Mush is right and the Yankees sign Blake Snell, I'd be the first one on the microphone saying, wow, okay, I got I to gotta hand it to you guys.
4: Boy, I was wrong. Well, I'll leave well, my crown. and I'll hand it to well, Hal. That of, shows great commitment. What you'll be saying is they're committed to trying to win this year. Yes. If they're going, what you actually said last year, or actually the end of, end of last year, you got to go all in. Yes. Well, you have to if you're going to get Juan Soto because it's only going to be for a year. Aaron judge is in his whatever prime and Garrett Cole is there. Eventually they won't be. So just go now. Yes. So you just have to give them credit for doing, I give him major credit. You have to, I I would eat my crow and give him
3: credit, but I am skeptical. And by the way, don't you guys agree Go with me? You're skeptical because they haven't done it. I'm correct? skeptical you're, that the you're... New York Yankees are going to spend nearly 50 plus million dollars for Blake Snell this season. I'm skeptical of that. Do you agree with me? Uh, I mean. Do you agree with me? Put yourself it, out there. Marty Mush did. Do you think they're gonna sign Blake Snell? I mean. No. Okay. I don't. Thank you. But, but what? <laughs> but if they do,
5: I I won't be surprised. Oh, I'll be surprised. I think they're signing. Really, right. I do, and but and I totally hear what you're saying. It makes logical sense. Yeah. However, I'm also coming at this from a different down the road camp with Soto than you. Mm-hmm. I think they know they're going to explode for Soto anyway, and then factoring even all those taxes down the line, I think Hal just knows chips in the middle of the table. I'm going
4: to be paying a ton anyway. Well, at some at some point, you have to shoot your shot, right. right? You have to just say, "All right, we we need to go, Aaron. We we want Aaron Judge to be a champion. Hit me out because if he is." He it lives forever, mm-hmm. right? He lives forever. Yeah. His 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 aura stays with the Yankees into perpetuity, and so you have to try to win a championship. And with Soto on this roster right now, and Garrett Cole coming off of Cy Young, and and hopefully health uh, returning to the starting rotation, this is your shot. And so. You can't just keep kicking it down the line. Like, eh, maybe one of these young kids, eh, maybe Volpe will turn it to Maybe this, you, you got to do it at some point. Mm-hmm. And this feels like that inflection point. And over the last couple of years, we've been talking about this. It's like, eh, we got to save money. We got to pay this tax bill. We got to do this. We got to do that. Now, do it. Get off the pot, right? Do it or get off the pot. That's what it comes down to, I think, for the Yankees.
5: And Evan, they would have had to do this if they did the hater deal, but it felt like you were in favor and thought the Yankees would do that.
3: No, I never. I said they should do. Oh, that. They should do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should've, I thought you. I thought you. Thought you they, I thought you thought they would do. No, it. Yeah. no, I didn't think they would. I didn't think they were going to cross that tax. I thought they should have. And by the way, tell me if I'm crazy about this. Not that it matters anymore. But if they did sign Blake Snell, as Marty Mush is reporting. And by the way, if they sign Blake Snell. Every start Blake Snell makes, I will mention Marty's name before his start. I'll <laughs> even say Marty Mush presents this Tuesday start by Blake Snell. <laughs> Marty Mush
5: presents Blake Snell Day?
3: <laughs>
4: yes. I'm going to do all that.
3: If they signed Snell to that contract, I would say to you, I'd look you straight in the eye and say, boy, I give Hal a lot of credit, but mm-hmm. you should have signed Josh Hader. I think it's harder to find the the starters. Right. Least, the okay. than I'm just saying that I would have preferred, if I'm a fan of them, for them to do that. Let's go to Joel in Poughkeepsie. Good afternoon, Joel.
6: Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, man. What's up? Uh, Not much. So, listen, I had a thought yesterday um, when you guys were talking
3: about what you could do to get out of your beard and hair growing
6: that you got going on. Yeah. So, I'm a a semi-retired barber. I I changed professions. um, And we used to do something with the local schools. It was like a charity they would put out a poll to the kids and let them vote on which beard each
3: teacher should get. <laughs> so if you guys were to put out a poll on what
6: beard you could get, and then you do beards like ones like the 50-50
3: where you shave
6: half your beard off and then you got to wear the other half for a week or two right. weeks, whatever you guys decide. Right. The full man shoe, <laughs> the monkey tail, there's a bunch of options.
3: No, it's, a, it's a very good idea. So the other day, uh, Lugie mentioned – that I could paint my beard every single day with a different color. So I don't know if this will meet approval from all three of you or approval of the audience because I would put it out there as Mm -hmm. a poll and I would ask them for their approval. For me to get rid of this hideous beard that continues to grow every single day. It's like I don't live alone anymore. I live (laughs) with an animal on my face. I would agree every single day for four weeks, every day, different color. And you guys pick it and you color me every single day with spray paint. Now you spray paint my beard a very different color, whatever you want it to be, purple, pink, (laughs) orange, blue. I don't give a rat's ass designs, colors, words. (laughs) I don't care. I do it for a month, and then I cap it all off on opening day by going with the half a beard. I think that is a great proposal, and I would be willing to sign off on it. I spoke to my wife. She isn't officially signing off on it, but I think I can make some progress. So the question for all three of you, and you don't have to decide now, And certainly a question for the audience, because I need your approval, because I'm walking away from something I promised. And I don't do that, you know, I do that needing you to say, it's okay. (laughs) And I need to give the audience something. So if every day it was a different color, that you decided that the audience, that whatever it is, and then it ends with the half a beard,
4: it seems like that's fair. But do you actually want to get rid of it? Do you really want to get rid of it? Isn't it growing on you? But it's growing like on me, mar- like the Markhor goat, the Markhor goat beard. Yeah. Isn't that what it feels like to you? Um, like this, this, this sense of being, this sense of manliness, the sense of coolness, mm-hmm. ruggedness, yeah. not baby face. You're like half heelish, but you're you're still the good guy, and it's all because your beard is so epic. Yeah. No, thanks. I want to get rid of it. <laughs> Uh,
5: the council will meet on this, Evan. The council being be me, Tiki, and Tommy. I will say for the first time in the beard's length, I feel pressure as a council because, you know, not for nothing, the Senga news, at some point the Mets got to give their fans a little happiness here. Mm. Could they sign Alonso before
3: we strike a deal no and then shot. it's all out? No shot. No, like I've accepted that the Alonzo deal is not happening. Like I'm not getting out of this with a Pete Alonzo extension. I've got... Two choices. I've got to hold off until next February because that's the other problem. Pete's not even going to sign early in the offseason. <laughs> He's going to sign in February, just like all the other Boris guys. So one year from today is when point. Pete's going to sign. So option one is just keep going until next February. No, I
4: think Pete will be he'll be hot. They'll be hot to try for him. I <laughs> think his deal will get done. I completely disagree with you. I think they're going to make us wait.
3: Yep. I think we're going to be in February not knowing. And then the other option is cutting a deal. That's the other option. And I think that is an idea that was morphed between Lugie and Sean. The half a beard, the different colors. Mm -hmm. I I want the council to talk about it amongst themselves. And maybe you will make a decision by, let's say, let's go with next Tuesday. Deal. Give you a couple. Give you the weekend. Give you Friday. Next Tuesday at 3.30, you get to decide if you approve that. And then we can begin making colors. Like five days from now? Is that five days from now?
5: Yes. I just want to make sure. Next day, Joe Shane speaks. I want to make sure we have the whole show. Look
4: at
3: you. Yeah, so next Tuesday at 3.30, you will decide if that's enough for me to get rid of my beard. If it's not, it's not. And then I got to think of something else. Or I just got to deal with a beard that's going to grow By the
0: way, you said something there, too, that was interesting, Ev. You said, well, if Alonzo signs somewhere else... What if he doesn't ever sign an extension? Like, what if he left? Because you made it sound like, well, he'll sign in February. If he signs with another team, he technically didn't sign an extension. So does Emin
4: have to grow the beard forever?
0: Maybe. Mm. (laughs) Abe Lincoln, on a save. You could look like your idol for the rest of your life now.
4: I think we need to save that potential. Oh, God. Like, we can't let him shave it.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> we will discuss as a council yes, over the next five discuss. days, and your fate will be discussed on Tuesday. <laughs> a at decision will be made Tuesday
3: at 3.30. We'll come back and get back to your calls 877 337 6666. And this morning, I watched Back to the Future for the 500th time, and it changed my life. And I will explain it to all of you because I think all of you will not know how to answer. Maybe the most important question I've ever asked you. And it all comes from watching back to the future for the 500th time. It is late February and the Mets are already dealing with injury news. Kodai Senga has got a moderate right posterior capsule strain in his shoulder. He's being shut down. Who the hell knows when we're going to see him. Speaking of former Met pitchers, Justin Verlander, who I don't have any ill will towards, like, I think when the Mets traded him, I was very disappointed with that decision. I thought it would have been easier to build this team this year, having Verlander on the roster, Uh, looking at what they got back and the hope of Drew Gilbert. I'm good with it now. Though it would be nice to have Justin Verlander at the top of the rotation. Justin Verlander. But I don't have any ill will towards Justin Verlander when I say this. Justin Verlander is kind of a big baby. A big, giant baby. What did he do? I'm going to tell you. And you tell me if you think he's a baby. Okay. So... Late last year, as the Mets had their bad, bad season, The Athletic had an article trying to explore the locker room. Like, oh, what went wrong? And one of the comments that came out was an unnamed Met calling Justin Verlander a diva. Hmm. Okay? okay? We all assumed it was Max Scherzer. It is not Max Scherzer. Apparently, Max and Verlander are now friends, even though they had their issues back in Detroit. But Justin Verlander admitted That he's so bothered by this comment, Hmm. he called up
4: his ex-teammates to find out who called him a diva. (laughs) I mean, what's wrong with being a diva? (laughs) Well... Like, a diva's just someone, I would think, who just kind of expects, I don't know, the... The best things, right? I guess. And he's he's super rich. He's making the most money ever. Married you know? to Kate Upton. Married to Kate Upton. Yeah. Right? What's wrong with being a diva? Apparently Justin
5: thinks there's something wrong with being called a diva. Huh. No, the- I, it's high maintenance. You don't want to be labeled high
4: maintenance. What but why? If you're good. Because he kinda be of means like you're I'd, rather, not- I'd rather be a diva than an ass. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I'm just serious. Like I'd rather my teammates say, Oh god, he was such he's so diva, he's so vain. I'd rather that than, oh, he was such a jerk. Cause I, you, I couldn't deal with him.
5: You're, so you might be right, but a diva, I think, in a lot of people's eyes, is like you're viewed as you think and act like you're better than, and that's not really one of the group, especially as a teammate.
4: Uh, I don't see diva as
5: that. That's kind of the label of a
4: diva, no, yeah. No, think about diva. Diva comes from, I don't know, like Jersey like, Housewives. Let's no, just say, for it comes example. comes from like Whitney Houston. Right, or... Madonna. Not even Madonna. It wasn't like, a bad word. Like the, like, the, the way, way like you're describing Aretha, it. Aretha Franklin. Right. You're, you're great at what you do. Yes. And, it was a positive description. Right. It wasn't negative. And you, and you carry yourself with like, a, like, I expect the best. Yeah. Wait, what's wrong with that? I, I'm not <laughs> even <laughs> arguing
3: that aspect of it. I think what I find funny, and you tell me if you would have done okay. this, is the fact that he's so bothered by it, he's calling up his ex-teammates yeah, to find no, that's, out who that's, said that's
4: a, it. that's a little odd. <laughs> because
3: why do you care? That's what I'm saying.
4: <laughs> you were there for a year. Like, if a
3: story came out where someone's like, you know that, and I'm not going to use Diva because apparently that wouldn't offend you. If a former giant, unnamed giant said, boy, that Tiki Barber was, mm-hmm. I don't know, you picked the word that would bother you.
4: Um,
3: Selfish. Right. And you're like, I'm not selfish. Like, what the F is that? Like, you know you're not selfish. Would you I was kind
4: of at- selfish. I never left the field. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, pick the word that would bother I you. Know. You tell I me. Know if I don't know if I'd be bothered by it. <laughs> I think but your point is if if you're why are you so investigative about yeah who called you out on that why does Justin Verlander who's back in Houston it's like he was
3: never and a met It was right. a fart in the wind why know, does he care and so and it's much?
4: not like he was there for i don't know 7 years or a decade it was months right so he's if he's there for a decade and someone says something derogatory about him you'd be like dude i gave my life and blood and sweat and tears and everything else my arms uh for this team how dare you Talk to me, talk about me like, yeah, that.
3: you're there for five months. So, here's the real Calm question: down. who called him a diva? <laughs> now, I'm curious, I didn't care, but the fact that it bothers teammate, this Hall of a Famer, teammate. who
4: would say this about a teammate? See, I,
3: I thought about it's Tommy Fam, but it's not because Tommy Fam doesn't give a crap, he would just put his name on it and, and he would confirm it. Like, Tommy Fam is badass, right. he'd be like, Yeah, I called you a diva. What are you gonna do about it? Like, I mean, so it's not him, would it be
4: Lindor? No, would it be Pete? No, Or uh, McNeil, yeah. Nah, I watch out so. for that he Jeff McGill. Doesn't seem like that kind. It's Tyler McGill. No, yeah, the big drip. It, it, it could mean, he might not be on the team anymore. Oh, somebody not on the team right. anymore? Oh. Could it be Vogelback?
0: <laughs> I'm guessing it's probably a pitcher, just because they spend a lot of time together. Yeah. So Max was my first guess, obviously because of their history, that was but that's been refuted, guess, by the way. Who's the other guy that was mad at the Tommy Hunter? That guy seems like he's <laughs> mad at everybody. He seems like he's ratting everybody out. Maybe high. it's Senga. No, <laughs> no. I maybe don't. it was uh, huh? Buck Showalter. I
3: was just about to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Buck. Buck on the way out was technically like actually, a
0: teammate.
4: Buck would make sense. Sure would. Makes a lot of All sense because right. he had to deal with them and and sometimes who knows what the See, behind what, the scenes conversations between. What Verlander
3: did was. I didn't give a rat's ass about that comment in the athletic story. Like, anything in that story I cared about. Nothing about Verlander being a diva because he was, like, barely a man. I didn't even think about
5: it.
6: Yeah.
3: But the fact that it sticks in his craw that much. Right. In fact, Yankee fans, if you're listening, I got an idea. I'm here for you. When the Astros come to Yankee Stadium, I think instead of wasting your time with F. L. Tuve, because God knows how that ends— Think, Jose Altuve. I think you guys stand up when Verlander's on the mound all together. Join me, Sean, as a Yankee fan. Okay, and sure. you start chanting, Diva!
5: Diva!
3: Diva!
5: You know what? I give you credit, Evan. <laughs> Because most people would have done a, you're a diva. Oh, yeah. But I like that better. I like, that's like the, you know, the bleep bleep, you know, when you're yelling at the refs and stuff. I like that version of
3: diva. I think Yankee fans, you got to take advantage of this. Like, let's face it, Verlander's haunted you guys. Mm. He means nothing to me anymore. I have no ill will towards him. I don't give a rat's ass about him. But if you're a Yankee fan, Verlander's been a crawl in your existence. He's back. There's a damn good chance you're going to see him again. We got to stick it to him, Yankee fans.
4: By the way, that, that would be loud. And, and clear. Yeah. I got and, it, and, and it stands. Like, yeah. When you hear it. And show Juan Soto, by the way. Maybe, maybe that's why he's trying to yeah. squash it.
0: Because he doesn't want it to be a thing? He offensive. doesn't want it to become a thing. Or deep down, he knows it's true. Well, even
4: if who cares if it's true? Again, I don't think it's a bad thing.
3: Yeah, but Luigi's right. I think when you know something is true, sometimes it bothers you
0: Yeah, you're more. insecure about it because uh, yeah. someone pointed out something you that you've be, kept he's, quiet.
4: He's, he's a Cy Young winner. He's a world champion. Like, why are you? He's why, winning at life as far, he, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. Why is he so insecure?
3: All I know is that to the Yankee fans out there, this story wasn't about you, but now it's all about you. Yeah. You see them on opening day. That's in Houston but on may 7th at yankee stadium, may 8th at yankee stadium and may 9th at yankee stadium, the astros come to town. in fact, the may 9th game is a 505 first pitch. i pray to the gods that that's verlander day cuz here's what we'll do. we will do the show from yankee stadium that day and we'll hand out diva diva
0: towels. <laughs>
3: See Yankee fans I'm with you so I just want to get I just want to piss this guy off because it bothers him so much So let's all pray to the baseball gods that in the middle of May when the Astros come to Yankee Stadium little Diva Justin doesn't have an arm issue. <laughs> Hopefully Diva Justin is feeling okay and Diva Justin makes his start at Yankee Stadium and then everybody in the Bronx, can get under the diva's skin, and hopefully he doesn't diva. channel it to pitch better.
0: No, yeah. that could
3: You think it could backfire? Nah, because yeah. F. L. Tuve doesn't bother
0: him because he's like, who cares? And That's he me. hears and he hears it everywhere for the most part. The Astro yeah. hitters hear it on the road a lot. No, no, but, Verlander, this is new to your point. But it's also, fresh. Telling someone to go f themselves
3: is like basic. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing deep about it. It's generic. Verlander clearly is bothered by being called right. a diva. Like this will affect him. It's like. You're right. I don't want to be a jerk. Be a jerk. But Sean is performing somewhere, and we hit him where it hurts. So where does it hurt the most? Is it your... Yeah, yeah. His <laughs> gut?
5: Were you going to say something about my upper pelvis area? I was not. It's how he ended up being a fat piece of ass.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what bothers you. I haven't figured you out yet. You know, there's very few things because I own everything. Genuinely. like we. Will, I promise I'll never use it against you. What really bothers you? Like something that gets to you? Mm.
5: The last two days when people think I don't work hard.
3: (laughs) Kiss my fat
6: ass! I get very
4: sensitive. Uh, Okay, so if people started chanting... See, now you know I ran out on Joe B. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's annoying. He He questioned your
3: ethics. I'd rather you say... my workout.
5: I'd rather you say, look at you, 600 pounds. You need a roof flap to get out of your house than
3: tell me I'm lazy. (laughs) The commanders. All right. So let's say, you know, we're doing a show at DJ's on Memorial Day and you're competing in something. (laughs) And the mm-hmm. whole crowd starts chanting, and this is the crowd chanting it, not me. I want to make that very clear. The You're leading s- them on? Excuse me? Are you going to be leading them I'm on? I'm not leading okay. them on. They did this on their own. They start chanting, <laughs> fat and
4: lazy. <laughs> fat and lazy. I see fat how I'm not and- participating. Sean. Would oh.
5: that bother you? That's a lot of Natalie and Brulee on the Garden State Parkway. Huh? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you got to do, Yankee fans. You got to hit Verlander where it counts. That's how it gets to them. Let's go to Vic and Port Jefferson. What's up, Vic?
6: Hey, how you doing that. It definitely wasn't Lindor.
4: No. Who
3: because do you think it was? They were
6: down in Disney World together about uh, three weeks ago with both of their families. We're all hanging oh, out together. Oh, wow. okay. Lauren Verlin. So who do you think it was? And David. Ah, uh, you know what? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he just, the manager. He the
3: manager. manager all right. right. He just knows it's not Lindor. By the way, that's kind of badass. They're hanging out and going to Disney together? That's cool. Wow, Mm. friends forever, and they were only teammates for five minutes.
5: Now I got thinking. What? what were they doing in Disney together as couples? <laughs> Ashley and I love to
0: swing all over Walt Disney World like... Resort. And weren't you there three weeks ago <laughs> too, Evan? Uh huh. With Kate Upton, I see you. I see you. Can you imagine?
4: By the way, just what imagine you... random doing down there. I, that, that's what
3: I was thinking. Like, forget about the swinging because that's unrealistic. What if I just was online at Epcot and all of a sudden, Verlander's in front of me? And, and people Kate love
5: to drink around the world. Well, how about swinging around the world? And Kate Upton has a pin with
3: an upside down pineapple right? <laughs> <laughs> i think with verlander i don't think i would have said anything i think if it was scherzer i may have you yeah. know said hey thanks for all that time in new york yeah,
4: big douche no <laughs> i nah, wouldn't have said that i respect him as a human he's it's just a bad a, it's patrick. hard to be mean to people in person yeah. i know it sounds easy to but it's hard
3: well and also when you're mad at someone for the way they perform not the way they are as a human right like, i don't think max scherzer is a bad guy and your wife would get on you yeah my wife would not be happy with you're that. right that's true patrick's and beth page what's up patrick
4: Patrick. Hey, guys. Yo, what's up? Hey, what's up? Am I there? Yeah. Yeah. What's up, dude? What's up? Yeah, so it's the first time calling the station. Love you, show. Uh, So I just tuned in as you were talking to Marty, and I
0: texted my buddy, who happens to be Marty's uh, brother-in-law. Marty Mush's brother-in-law
3: is your friend. Is that what you just said? Come again? Marty Mush, who's breaking the story that Blake Snell's apparently going to the Yankees. They just got to figure out some minor details. That's your brother-in-law's friend. Is that the connection you just laid out?
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: Gotcha. I'm 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 a I'm a buddy of his uh, brother-in-law. Gotcha. Okay. And so I, te- I texted
6: him and I was like, "Oh, Marty's on the show talking about Blake Snell coming to the Yankees." And he goes, "Yeah, no, he is because uh, and he knows for a fact because he he's really good friends with his family."
3: So. Oh, so you're revealing I, I, the sources now?
4: <laughs> Even much yeah, is- I'm, I'm doing I'm doing like a Joe B right now. I got my <laughs> connection. Oh, bad by me. <laughs> So basically... You know, my buddy, my buddy's probably going to text me right now and tell me he's going to kill me for saying that, but that's all right. I just felt compelled. All
3: right, huh? well, thank you, Patrick. So now we can uh, reveal Marty Mush's sources. Bad job by me. Which is not our fault because right. Patrick revealed it. I didn't reveal it. We didn't even ask him what his sources were. But apparently uh, the Mushes and the Snell's uh, hang out together. <laughs> What? We have a Blake Snell update.
4: Oh, Let's
5: hear it. Hal Steinbrenner has been asked specifically about Blake Snell. We don't have audio, but this from Brian Hoke. I'm not going to get into free agents. I'm just going to tell you that we continue to look at a lot of different options. Given where we are payroll-wise, any addition to the club is going to be a costly one. But I'm still willing to consider anything that comes my way, anything Cash and his team bring my way. I'll leave it at that. But we are not done trying to improve this team how about mm. that
4: that means they're signing
5: him
3: that means that i would be wrong that how wouldn't be willing to go all all in and continue to spend to improve this team now the problem with a comment like that is you got to do it because i think yankee fans hear that from you sean and they say oh they're gonna go get him like yeah. look at Tiggy's
4: response right well that's what I, that like, you hear that it sounds like he's not saying the negative like he's saying we're gonna explore every opportunity.
5: Yeah. I mean, he can't make the declaration, we're not done trying to improve this right. team and then not improve the team. Right.
4: Interesting.
3: Anything else from hell? No, that's all I got so far. Hmm. Oh, well, I found something from hell. <laughs> okay. Should we break the glass or you got it? No, it's just interesting. It's an interesting discussion. More for next year, but it's good to have now. Would the Yankees pay Juan Soto more than Aaron Judge? I guess that's an hmm. interesting question, but not one I've thought about. I'm not sure Judge would care if we got Juan Soto for many years to come, but the market is what the market is, and he's going to cost what he costs. We'll just have to wait and see. Good answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
4: That's a problem. By the way, spoiler alert, you are paying him more than Aaron Judge. Right. I mean, If you keep him, you are. And and why would Aaron Judge care? I don't (laughs) think he'd care. I don't think he would at all. He got exactly what he wanted, actually more than than he probably wanted uh, originally, um, less than what the Padres were offering, but
5: got a ton of money. Yeah. O- outside of a private island or a team itself, what can't Aaron Judge p-
3: <laughs> afford
5: the
4: next
3: <laughs> day? He probably can't afford a private island, to be it, honest with you. It's me. not about what you can't afford. I think it's more about ego. It's more about I'm the
4: captain, I'm the guy. That's what I think it's about
3: more than it is needing every single yeah, dime. But
4: winning a championship in New York, is it's not about ego. Can I ask you a, a
3: very interesting question that popped into my head based on this comment? Go ahead. So back in 1995... There was a fellow named Eric Bischoff, and he started stealing wrestlers from WWF. He started okay. signing guys, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan before that, Macho Man Randy Savage. And what he did with these contracts, was very creative, is he put a clause called favored nations mm-hmm. in each of their clauses. Yes. Which meant... Everybody got paid the same. No, it meant if I pay someone more, you automatically yeah. would make more money. Right. So like Hulk right. Hogan, I, I think it was in Hulk Hogan's contract, maybe it was in Kevin I Nash's. think it was Nash and Hall. Doesn't even matter that they had a favored nations contract. So any the time they signed somebody, their number would automatically go mm-hmm. up. Is that illegal in Major League Baseball? Like, could Aaron Judge have said during the negotiations, you know what, Hal, I'll take 350 but I want to have a favored nations in my contract that if you, not on another team, yeah. if you pay somebody more, huh. I automatically make more money. Huh. Is that
4: Can that happen? I doubt that that would ever fly. The union would love it. Yeah because you imagine that their members would be raking in money yeah. anytime someone signed a huge deal but think about it from the outlier perspective and we had one this offseason Shohei Otani is an outlier mm-hmm. right no one's going to make that kind of or do that kind of deal at least not in the short term so if i'm trying to think of whoever it would mookie betts on the Dodgers had a favored nations. Now yeah. all of a sudden, you're yeah. gonna pay him seven hundred million dollars. Yeah. Well, I'm, no, I think per year it
3: would probably right. be like an annual salary thing.
4: Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. It. I mean, it is from a player perspective. Can you uh, get Scott Boras on the line and tell him I have an idea? There's no way that the, that the owners would go for it. No, no chance. <laughs> well,
3: good for Yankee fans. I'll tell you this. I I remain skeptical. Because you have to do something more than talk about doing something, yeah. So I remain skeptical about their willingness to pay that tax for a guy like Blake Snell. Mm-hmm. But those comments from Hal Steinbrenner, as just said by Sean Morash, that would give me hope. Can you believe this, Marty Mush? You brought hope, the story. Hope from Hoke. Hope from Hoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, really, from how? By way of Brian Hoke. Let's go to Greg and Queens. How are you, Greg?
6: Yeah. Thank you, guys, for taking the call. What's up, dude? Um, Excellent job, as always. Uh, but one thing you were overlooking, which seems kind of obvious about uh, Verlander, yeah, yeah. it's going to be a catcher. Uh-huh. It's going to be either a catcher that, that catches him as regular guy uh-huh. or one of the guys he does not like pitching to. Yeah.
3: Tomas Nito. Uh-huh. What a rat that Tomas right. Nito is.
4: Yeah, it's not Alvarez. <laughs> no, I can't imagine that. <laughs> Uh, now I want to find out on what Nito, Nito's back, right? He's on the he's on a minor league roster. Minor he's league there, roster. yeah,
3: on roster invitation. He's around. You want gonna ask him. I'm gonna go down to
4: Florida. I'll ask Tomas
3: Nito. So what do you think of Verlander? By the way, if you called someone a rat, and not a rat, I'm sorry. If you called someone a diva, because that's what pissed Verlander right. off. Like the Athletic was doing a story about the 2002 Giants, and you're like, yeah, you know, I don't want my name attached right. to this because I don't want to start something. But I'll tell you, that's Strahan diva. Okay, mm-hmm. let's say you said that. Now, right. of course, you don't mean that. No. Unless you do mean that. No, okay. All right. You call him a diva. And Strahan's like, you know, who the hell called me a diva? Like, that <laughs> actually bothers me. And he starts calling his teammates up. And he calls you up and says, Tiki, I, I'm just curious, man. And I won't hold it against you. It's just it's bothering me. Did you call me a diva? Would you be honest or would you be like, you know what? I said this off the record. I don't want to <laughs> deal with this. How would you handle that? That's a
4: good question. I, don't know, how, I don't know how I would handle it. I'd probably just tell him. 'cause if you're friendly enough with him with the guy, you just tell him. Yeah. But if it was I'm trying to think of someone who was with the Michael Strahan's the wrong example. Sorry. <laughs> Let's use Kurt Warner. Oh wow. Right. Someone even a little bigger here. No, I'm just saying because, not bigger but you know because another Kurt, Hall of Kurt summer. was here for a year. Yeah, yeah. And I I mean No, I that's true. Verlander and Warner are like great comparisons <laughs> actually now that I think about it. <laughs> and so so stray, I'm so close with. It. I just like, yeah, dude, you are a diva, man. Like you act like a a a, a primp and you fly private, you do a, whatever. It'd be easy to have that conversation with them. But Kurt Warner, who I know and I like, I don't have that relationship with him because we we're only together for a year. That's right. So he calls you up and says, hey, there was a feature about the '04 Giants. Uh, and if I did, yeah, hey, like, if I was the one that called him a diva, what would, would I? Would I admit it? No, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> like, I respect right. that. No, no. It's He's like, like, I'm not dealing with that. I don't know what are you talking about? Uh, want me to help you find out? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to
3: help you. <laughs> I just love that it bothers Verlander so much. That makes me smile for some reason. And that's why Yankee fans are all going to come together first week of May. You're a diva or diva, diva. That's where we're all going to chant By, it, by, by the right
4: way,
3: Major League
5: Baseball, do we need both Yankee a- Yankee Astros opening day and then done by mid-May?
3: Yeah, that kind of sucks. What are we doing? Nah, I agree with you. I would spread it out a little bit. I wouldn't do it in the middle of May, but the truth is, Yankees-Astros, think about it this way. Yankees-Astros is one of the great rivalries in all of baseball over the last half a decade. Uh, do we really remember the regular season games? Not um, really. We think about the playoffs. We think about the sweep in 22, the six-game series in 19, the seven-game
5: series I mean, in 17. Speak for yourself. I remember Garrett Cole sticking him to Houston. I remember Altuve ruining our sweep on
3: a Thursday afternoon. There's been some moments. All right. I get that. We'll come back and take more of your calls. 877-337-6666. Plus a philosophical question that may change your life that I learned by watching back to the future for the 500th time evident Tiki on the fan.
5: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?